so Lord we declare that you are the lamb upon the throne Lord we say that you wear the ultimate crown crown him with many crowns Lord we declare your praises we declare Lord that you are king of kings that you are lord of lords that you are over all things and Lord now as we come into hearing from your word we have our Bible reading and Pete shares with us. I just pray, Lord, that you would challenge us, that you would speak deeply into who we are. Lord, we open ourselves to you and we just, we just long for these founda- foundational truths of faith, hope and love to be part of who we are as followers of you. Lord, we bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to hand over to Sue Andrews now, who's going to bring us our Bible reading. Over to you, Sue. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and sprinkling by his blood, Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Well, thank you, Sue, for bringing us our reading. I'm now going to invite Pete Mottishead, who's going to speak to us and just encourage us to, to pray for him and pray for ourselves as he speaks to us now. So let's just pray for a moment. Lord, we want to thank you for your word. Thank you for the way in which it speaks to us. And I really pray for Pete Mottershead. Just really pray your blessing on him as he speaks now, Lord. I pray that his words would really speak into our lives, Lord. Would you anoint his words and help us to hear your voice through them? Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Over to you, Pete. We look forward to what you've got to share with us. Thank you, Josh. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to the online service at St. James. This week, we're in the middle of a a sermon series on faith, hope and love. And this week, we are focusing on the subject of hope. It's taken from the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13, where it says, There are three, sorry, three things will last forever. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. Paul states three abiding realities of Christian living. Faith, hope and love. Other things may come and go. Other things may be important at the time or significant. But these those won't last. The things that will last is faith, hope and love. The best illustration I've seen of faith, hope and love is from a, a Father Rinario Cant Alan Essa, a, preach, a preacher to the Pope. 
he describes faith, hope and love as three sisters. Two of them are all grown up and one is still a small child. They go forward hand in hand with the child hope in the middle. It would appear that the two bigger ones are pulling the little one, but in actual fact, it's the little one pulling the bigger ones. It is hope that pulls along faith and love. Without hope, we lose our faith in God. Without God, we will not know how to love. This world, as we know, has is, is got a lot of hopelessness about it. We just have to read the news or see the news and we can see these, this sad condition of this hopelessness that seems to be abound. Yet many, and yet we have a gospel of hope, a gospel that brings hope, a gospel that's a life that is life, a gospel that transforms and changes people and a gospel of eternal life. This is what we need to share. This is what we need to promote. This is what the world needs. I was encouraged this week uh, to hear the planning permission has been granted for a construction, a national landmark uh, about Jesus in the Coase Hill. Um, it's called the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer and it's the brainchild of a chap called Richard, Richard Gamble. Um, and it's a piece of public heart, really, which uh, is, is designed to provoke conversation and reaction whether prayer should be part of our lives today. And it, it, Richard had this idea that he wanted to promote uh, prayer. And, and in a way, it's a great weapon. Prayer is a great weapon against the enemy. And also personal testimonies of where prayers are answered is another powerful weapon. And another powerful weapon is the praise that we give to answered prayer. So in this monument, we've got three very powerful weapons, praise, prayer and personal testimonies. And if you want to know more about this, you can go onto their website, which is www.eternalwall.org.uk. So moving on to faith, hope and love. What does this actually look like in practice? In a letter that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, he described these three abiding realities. He says, We thank God always for all of you, as we mention you constantly in our prayers, because we recall in the presence of our God and Father your work of faith and your labour of love and endurance of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Paul sets out very clearly three, the three uh, abiding Christian realities and their characteristics. And very briefly, he describes, uh, characterises faith as work of faith. Faith must be expressed by works and actions. It's based on what Jesus has done for us. It's a living and active faith that impacts on other people's lives. They're small acts and actions and activities that are consistent with our, with our beliefs. It's not just being a Sunday Christian, it's being a Christian day in. It's the word of encouragement. 
lifting the burden off somebody who's struggling at the moment. It's that, it's that helping hand in their time of need. It's that word of encouragement. Love is characterised by the, by the phrase labour of love. Labour of love implies hard work and effort. Labour of love is not a passive emotion. It's not just sitting back and sympathising, but gets, gets its sleeves rolled up and physically puts its shoulder to the, to, the, to the weight. Love that costs and requires self-sacrifice. Hope is characterised by endurance, by the, by the phrase endurance of hope. Hope produces in us the ability to endure to, imperse- to persevere, to continue on, unwavering and overcome what is set before us in our, in, our, in, in, our, in our walk with Christ. It is that sort of determination to get on and continue and finish the job. Hope is a continual expectation of good from God. With hope we trust God will turn things around for us. This hope is the reason to believe things will not remain as they, are, as they are currently. Hope is the reason we stand in the middle of the storm, knowing we, we shall see the sunshine, knowing that it will end. Hope is the reason we have peace, the shalom of God, when all around us is just chaos. Hope is essential in Christian, Christian faith. Without this hope, we may easily lose the benefits of our faith and love. I felt challenged by this piece of scripture personally, and I went through each of the characteristics in my own life and, share, and, and sort of tried to think of where I was sharing these, showing these characteristics. And it's very humbling. You feel, I feel short, falling short of these sort of standards. And also dare to think if Paul did a, an evaluation of St. James, would he be as enthusiastic as he was with the church in Thessalonica? And I sometimes think that the way we should judge ourselves and judge our sort of church and our, and our lives is by these three, three characteristics. Works of faith, labour of love and our endurance of hope. There's a bit of encouragement in Zechariah where it says, Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay you two blessings for each of your troubles. There's an amazing promise there that we will be receiving blessings for these, these troubles that we're carrying if we continue with our hope. And that is so encouraging. So what we need to do as well is distinguish what is the difference between faith and hope because they are very closely uh, related but they are in fact dis- distinct. And we discussed hope, uh, sorry, discussed love last week. Josh went through love. So I want to make sure that we understand that there is a difference between faith and love. And Hebrews, it describes, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and an assurance about what we do not see. It is a confidence and it is an assurance of what we do not see. So our faith 
is that confidence, that assurance of what Jesus has already done. That's our faith. Our faith is our bedrock. It is the word of God. It is what I throw my anchor on in these in these seas that are, that are troubling us, that are biffing and baffing and smashing us to pieces. Our hope is this anchor that goes through the turbulent waters and the, and the, and the waters that are just constantly attacked and driven into, into, the, into the bedrock of God, and into the word of God. It is the facts that we build our faith on, the facts that God loves us, that God gave his son for us, that Jesus died on that cross for our sins and is now resurrected and sitting at the right hand of God. He has beaten death and he has now given us truth. That is what I believe in. My hope is based upon this faith in Jesus, what he has done and what he's continuing to do in my life today. Any hopes that is not based on this truth, this faith, is just wishful thinking. Faith is in the present. The faith is now. Hope looks to the future. In Romans, Paul tells us, For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Our heart is a place where we believe. This is the kind of faith that produces righteousness, and righteousness is the, is the condition of being in the right relationships with God, our Lord. We may have intellectual religious opinions and views, but if it's not in the heart, it will not change the way we live our lives. It needs to be in our, in our hearts. Our hope is based on our faith, and this will change the way we, we live our lives. Only our heart produces righteousness. The word of God is the bedrock of our faith. In Thessalonians, uh, Paul writes, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. So in this passage, Paul is describing the two differences of the heart and, and the mind. The heart is, is where the faith is and the mind is where the hope. Paul's describing two pieces of armour that are absolutely critical in protecting a soldier of two valuable organs of the body, one the heart and one the brain. The breastplate protects our heart. This is the, where our faith and love is. This is the now. The helmet is, protects the mind, the hope of the salvation, the future. So how do we get this hope? How do we claim this hope? In the reading that we've read this morning, 1 Peter tells us the hope is a direct outcome of the new birth. It talks about being born again, this new birth, by the Holy Spirit through our faith in Jesus. It's not just a general faith in Jesus Christ. It's, it's experienced his death and burial and resurrection. It comes from the heart. And verse 3 describes it. Praise be to the, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth and a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Notice it says he, that's God, has given us new birth into a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When we believe in the death of Jesus Christ and, our, and, and, and that he died on our behalf and we accept his resurrection from the death by the power of God, we are born again. We have a new birth into this living hope. A living hope is not dead theology, but a living, thriving, growing, active faith inside of us. A hope that will get us through what we face, no matter how dire it seems. We must clearly understand the, or- the origin of our faith, uh, sorry, the origin of our hope is in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The source of, the ho- of, of hope is the Holy Spirit. This hope is not wishful thinking. It is rooted in what God has done for us and is doing for us. In verse 4 and 5 it goes on. Into this inheritance that you can never perish, spoil or fade. The inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through the faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time. This new birth into living hope, which is received through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, leads us into inheritance that is ours and that cannot be taken away from us. It can't perish, spoil or fade. What an amazing inheritance that's waiting for us through our hope. The faith in our lives releases this hope and makes it a real living thing so how do we apply this hope into our lives how do we how do we release this hope that produces uh, that protects our minds from attack from fears from doubt from lack of confidence from depression from failure from anxiety from any ill that this that satan throws us our hope has to have a solid spiritual base our faith otherwise is just wishful thinking there's a sufficient scripture base for all these all these requirements all these all these hopes and it's romans chapter 8 and we know and make sure that you do know and we know that god causes everything to work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purposes for them. Provided we meet these conditions, the conditions that are those who love God and and are called according to his purposes, then we know with confidence that everything that happens, God causes it, it to work for the good. That's the assurance of God's word. God doesn't lie. It is absolutely true. Take hold of this hope and step forward with confidence and assurance. So there's never any basis for any kind of pessimism, doubt or distrust. This is our faith and hope in God's goodness. That's all I really want to say. I could could go on, I've got lots of notes, but... That's the assurance. And I'd love to end by praying for you. Praying for you for this week. Praying for your protection. So Father, I I, I give thanks 
that you have given us a living hope through our through your son Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection and that we pass into the inheritance that will never perish spoil or fade I also pray that using Romans chapter 15 verse 13 I pray that God the source of hope will fill you constantly with joy peace because you trust in him then you will overflow with confidence, confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. So Lord, we say that you are our hope. You are the one that we look to. In our time of trial over this really challenging season where everything is being recalibrated, reimagined, Lord, where it feels that so much is being stripped away, Lord, we put our trust in you and we know that you are our living hope, that you are our way maker, that you show us the way that Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life. And so, Lord, we want to commit our lives to you now. We want to commit our weeks to you and pray, Lord, that you would go ahead of us, that you would help us to follow you with all that we are. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us in our worship today. It's been really great to have you with us. And if you're new, new to St. James, um, please do head over to our contact page where you can register your details to us, uh, to the church, and we would uh, love to be in contact with you. Um, do reach out to us. Um, we're going to uh, finish now. And as we finish, we're going to pray together the Lord's Prayer. So let's just take a moment and then we'll join in this prayer together. So we say together, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. May you know God's peace over this coming week and we'll hopefully see you next week. God bless you. Speak to you soon.